You are tuned into Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. Real lives, real stories, and real hope through transformational leadership. You have entered the safe zone. The safe space for creatives, executives, business owners, dreamers, and leaders of the new school. Sharing tips, tools, and resources to thrive with authenticity as authorities on a global scale. Transformation is power, and so is your truth. Stay tuned for The Real Deal with Anika and her guests. Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me a guest that is going to educate your heart and soul. Today I have Esperanza Smith. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Anika? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Um, I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be able to share a little bit of holistic education and what the consciousness movement is and how all of this works with well-being. Absolutely. Can you tell the world who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am a holistic educator. I'm also a writer and a author, an artist and a healer. And I work in holistic education um, and have been doing that my whole life in private education, in Waldorf education. And at this moment in life, I have a project underway for the last couple of years and it is having established an emerging nonprofit. And our organization is called Pure Esperanza. So I am the founder and currently the executive director of Pure Esperanza. Tell me, what does Pure Esperanza mean? So Esperanza is actually the Spanish word for hope. And although it is my name, the organization isn't based on my namesake, it's based on pure hope. And it's a vision that we hold for the evolution of humanity and how we can serve in that capacity. So it's really about bringing consciousness and allowing that to work with body, mind, and soul. And so we see it as you know, opportunities to educate individuals as to what that actually means and how it applies in holistic living and educating yourself with that. I wanna ask with, you know, you have a range of experience, but I wanna ask why you feel that that is so important, consciousness. Yeah, so I would say that, you know, all of us have different moments in life where we realize what we connect with. Some of us act on it, some of us don't. Um, some of it, some of us know it from the very beginning and we're on a path and we're just driven by that vision. Um, I think for me, it was a matter of having a vision. And then along the way in the journey, going about a lot of different backdoor ways of how to be, um, 
sharing in that experience of consciousness and how we work with energy and how we heal with energy. And I did it in a lot of different ways with different modalities through teaching and working with the students in my classroom, raising my own children, things of that nature. And when I worked in social services in a lot of different populations as well that were underserved populations, whether it was people with disabilities or different issues, emotional, mental health, or even homelessness. But in these capacities, I think that the underlying premise of consciousness is that it is an energy that exists. It is a raw form of what we might also deem as life itself, working in, through, and around us all. So my path was really about knowing that and then coming to full recognition of how to bring that outward and open for all to be able to use and for all of us to absolutely become the masters of our life. I love that you just took me down a journey and I saw myself in your journey. Um, I too spent many, many years in social services. And it's interesting how when you are exposed to these circumstances and you're exposed to these people, you're, you're living your life while you know, being, having a front row seat to somebody else's, is somebody else's struggles that you were brought into their lives to solve a problem. But in doing that, for some reason, it does give you a different sense of and level of awareness that I feel that some others may not be exposed to. And the question I always ask entrepreneurs is what led you to start your business or what problem are you solving and why? And you simply just answered it for me because you have a combination of your, um, you bring cultural aspects to your work, you bring lived experiences to your work, you bring your education, and you have now combined all of that to create an organization that can help others evolve you know, yeah. in an expedited manner versus going down the long path and journey as we have to, to really know what the path means. You know, many of us identify, oh yes, we know what our calling is or we're marked, you know, to advocate, educate, empower others. But still that, that doesn't give us the clear, you know, direction of how we're gonna deliver that to the world. Um, so can you, can you go back a little bit and tell us, you know, about your education, your, your history, your, um, your belief system, because it's very unique. And I, I love, I would love for the world to know what I know. Sure. So for myself, I had a vision about 18 and it was really about serving humanity and to create a holistic center. About every decade or so, I think I would revisit that vision and others might have even approached me at that part of my journey and been like, you know, uh, thinking that they were going to be part of this center or something like that. And so it was always being kind of reconfirmed in different ways. And I didn't know what the, what the location was going to be or if this was the group it was going to be with or things like that. And it wasn't really until now. And so, you know, it's really important to understand that the journey and all that journeying that we do is how I have arrived at this moment in time. And I think it's true for all of us. So it really is that experience of the journey that brought me to this moment. Um, I went to some traditional schooling when I was in social services, a lot of different professional development training at that time. I also studied within the Waldorf education training system and really took to those studies. But those studies for me were about um, matching closely to what I already had been studying, whether it was in spirituality, metaphysics, um, quantum physics, 
other types of well-being journeys, alternative education, alternative medicine, alternative food, eating, lifestyles, um, so much learning in, in, those, in those processes in those years. And um, so there was definitely a, a heavy amount of non-traditional education or formalized education. My belief about education is that it is an experience, not a consummation of knowledge. It's about being able to integrate the knowledge you receive. And as it's doing that kind of, you know, germination deep within your own processes, and then you are able to produce something from that. And out of that, if you're in alignment with that and how it's working in your body and your systems, it can actually be wisdom. And I believe that's the tapping in that we get to do with a more infinite universal um, source of intelligence. And I know at this moment in life, being a mother and a grandmother, um, that it is true, those old adages that we hear about, you know, you get to a point where you know enough to know that you know nothing, you know, and that we are really, um, we are like what Rumi has said, we are a drop. We're not just a drop in the ocean, we are the ocean. Yes, that's true. And that ocean is accessible to us, that infinite raw spirit, power, energy, consciousness is available to us at any point in time. We just have to understand how we can use that and how we can direct that. And that's a matter of the journey, how we come into that awareness of how to how we journey. So with the organization and the development of it, it was really about being able to meet people wherever they were on their journey, because every little step is part of that um, evolution that we're on. So if somebody is focused some more in the physical realm or more in the emotional realm or the mental realm, all of it is tied in together. They're not segmented into little pieces. Our holistic well-being is a full integration of that. And even more so, we're more dimensional than even what science is just starting to break into now in terms of how you know, quantum space, time, dimension, reality works. And so as we start to tap into these other dimensions of our own self, we can feel the expansion of it. We can even you know, perceive how far we've come just in the last decade. I've lived long enough to know, and I think I had spoken with you about this before, you know, that something as simple as like organic foods, there was a time that that was not well known. I mean, I remember relatives thinking, what are you eating? You know, <laughs> what are you raising your kids with? Or whatever the deal was, you know? And, um, you know, now we hear about those things readily. We hear about people learning how to be more self-sustainable or how to live more in harmony or commune more with nature or even practice wisdoms from indigenous and ancient people that um, have existed forever, but that we have just begun to see how spirit and science are merging together. Things that, you know, shamans and energy medicine people knew of, all different cultures in every continent of this world. And just now science is going, oh, wait, that's how that worked. So they're connecting more and more and that's what we're doing now. And that's been um, part of this driving force within me that at times, like I said, I journeyed in different ways and took different paths, but now arrive at this moment knowing that this is absolutely my purpose and joining with um, you know, that movement it's a consciousness movement at this moment. I love that because a movement is, is a process with like-minded individuals committed 
to necessary change. I love that. I use that term all the time because to me, it, it just, it encompasses everything that's, you know, that's in it. But you, oft, you often talk about the integration of education, spirituality, and the physical. Where is that derived from? I happen to know your cultural makeup, which is why I asked this question. But um, where does that come from? Because there's, there's certain cultures that it's innate, you know, that's, that's how they live their lives. And I think that, you know, Western culture is starting to use it a lot more. Um, recently, I've been doing a lot of research on um, Buddhism, yoga, how it was, you know, like you even said, organic, when things are introduced, people, you know, they, they shun it because it's different. And it's like, wait, yes. what is that? You know, but we're starting to integrate things um, unknowingly to the, you know, where it comes from, why we do it, it becomes a fad, you know, per se, yoga, mindfulness, all of these things have been around for centuries and, yes. and people are adopting them and using pieces of it. But yes. I know that you happen to know the history behind it. So I want you to educate the audience on where this all comes from, because you you have grace, poise, and, and peace within you. And people may not understand where or how they can obtain the same. Sure. Well, you know, for me, I would have just say that, um, I think for me, a lot of the memory comes from things that I have known within myself. Um, my father was a metaphysician. My mother came from a, a Catholic background. Um, we have a Mexican, you know, that's my descent, but my lineage is from Aztecs and Mayans. And a lot of the study that I do at this moment in energy medicine is with the shamanism work of the Peruvian Andeans um, shamans. So this work actually is connected to the Tibetans, and many people feel that this was all you know, part of a body of wisdom that existed in this consciousness realm and then people received it. And again, it was organic. It wasn't like they went to school to, to learn it the way we would today in a university, um, but it was inherent in the people because they were in close communion with that, in connection with that in the way they lived on the earth and how they received things. You know, it is true that people worked with knowing the languages of the earth of the elements of the trees and the rivers and you know the, so you have the mineral kingdom and the plant kingdom and you know the animal kingdom and you know and today we, we catch glimpses of that because you know someone might be a horse whisperer or someone might be like oh man they're phenomenal at how they can you know figure out how to extract uh this uh, part of a plant to make this drug that heals right and that's science today but these this knowledge was available to everyone and then as you know the continents and the migrations happened you know they went to different locations but there were always people that were the keepers of this knowledge and it was passed down and on and through all generations and if we get into the quantum part of it the way quantum physicists are studying today we can see that it is actually also in that realm of how all of this has been dispersed and it continues to be through the timelines, whether it's moving from 
the ancient people into how it worked in the different generations and how we continue to work with it right now for the future. So ideas that people had, indigenous people of how our decisions today affect seven generations to come, that is so it moves in, in this fashion. It's not linear time the way we experience it. It's in this dimensional way that we experience time and space. And all of us have had those different encounters. Um, but again, this has been uh, part of my upbringing and background. It wasn't unusual to me to, to understand metaphysics. What was unusual was how to be able to speak about it because I grew up in a lot of different circles where that wasn't the accepted uh, conversation of the topic of the day. So it was about being able to, um, you know, find a way that I could find a language to it. And at this moment in time to know enough of who I am to know that I can stand in that truth and be able to walk that path and speak that wisdom from the experiences I've had, from my own healing, from my own experience, from my own journey. And I think with anyone, that's what resonates with one another when we are coming from that place, it's a powerful place within ourselves. It's not unique to me. You have it. Everyone in listening in your audience has it. It's just a matter of being able to tap into that source. And when you move from that place, then you begin to create a lot of different changes, but you're also attracting it. So it's, it's both ways. It's happening energetically. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell the world about the services at Pure Esperanza, because as you said, energy healing is, is not new. And, you know, for me, I grew up with a meditation center in our home and I never talked about it because people aren't, you know, people judge what they don't know. And as a child, it was just what we did. You know, we went to church, but we meditated. Um, and I never realized until I think I got in my thirties, how beneficial it was that I was exposed to things because my mother was an anthropologist um, mm -hmm. or is an anthropologist. And so she always exposed me to different things, different cultures, different you know practices, beliefs, because you have a right to synthesize whatever you yes. want to create your path for what works for you, especially when it comes to your health, your education. My husband does not agree with my homeschooling because he's traditional in every fashion but I always say you can create your own path no matter what it is if this piece doesn't work for you then plug in something else that does um yeah. but you know you you did you also mentioned the the struggle to translate you know your gifts your experiences and and um your education into a way that others can understand creating systems and processes you know, to deliver what you know to others. And that's what entrepreneurs do. You know, it's a matter of taking the lived experience, the education, the, the culture that we all have because most of us have a conglomerate of different things. It's not one thing, um, but being able to, to capture it and translate it into a service or a product that someone else can benefit from so that they're not spending the 30 years that, you know, you spent, mm -hmm. I, I spent trying to put it all together and make it make sense. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell everyone at Pure es Esperanza what they can expect? Yeah, so it has always been about creating an opportunity for 
facilitating other opportunities of healing for individuals. And that was always seen in a collaborative way. It's not just based on uh, the practices that I have. To your point, it's exactly about synthesizing exactly what you need, customized for your experience, because no one else is having that experience. No one else is you, no one else is having your journey. It's unique. So the first piece is, you know, being able to be aware enough that you're not a carbon copy of everybody else. And so it's not just like, you know, it's one prescribed way. For instance, I love yoga. I love a lot of different ways that I incorporate what I eat and how I eat and how it affects my body. But I don't believe that everyone is supposed to follow that exact same thing. Um, I love the way I practice meditation, but I can tell you that meditation in itself is, you know, there's thousands of different ways that people practice meditation, you know? So finding what it is that resonates with you is key. So the way we see Pure Finance as being able to bring on community collaborators that have their services, that have their expertise, their journeys, and offer a way to bring people together on a platform that can share and expose others to these opportunities. And we know that like everything, it's, it's cross-connected. Somebody may be learning about, oh, breath, and then they go, oh, wow, well, how does this apply to um, working when I feel anxiety? And someone else says, and how do I use it when I'm going to try to shift uh, thoughts and thought patterns. And someone else says, I want to use it because this is how I enter more deeply into my meditation. Something as simple as breath. Who would have thought it, right? It's just breath, right? But again, like you had said, people have been using these practices for centuries. And so what we're trying to do is to create those different services with classes, workshops, different healing modalities that people can be using and work it from every aspect of not just the physical, which is, you know, the body mind or the, the body in the physical, emotional, mental realm, but also mind and soul. And the mind isn't just the brain, you know, the mind is more than that and how it's working and functioning and also how it taps into a greater intelligence that is existing for us. So it's being able to work on all of those and see how we organize our systems in the physical realm, in the realm of the mind and also soul. And so that's that alignment that starts to come through and connected to that greater source that's guiding our journey. Um, and we can tap into that. And so this is about people then understanding that they have the power within themselves to change their lives, transform their lives, heal their lives, be the creators of their lives. And yes, dream their world into being. Be the creator of their lives. You know, there's a lot of people that don't believe anymore that they have or may have never believed that they have the power, but you are absolutely right. And it's, it's very interesting. And I'm glad you're talking about this because a lot of people think that this can't be taught. Mm -hmm. And it absolutely can. Yeah. And I think it also is a matter of being shared, you know, because we have this, this um, experience that we have that isn't something that comes through like our brain and how we assimilate it. It comes through the experience. And that's actually 
perceiving ourselves as these multidimensional beings that we are. So, you know, for some of us, I was in education for a long time. So of course we knew that there were, you know, those children that learned differently from one another. Some were more audio, some were more visual, kinesthetic, you know, all those kinds of ways. But that's how we are as human beings, not just because, you know, at some point, you know, education decided that they were going to try to expound a little bit out there and say, oh yeah, we can learn all these different ways. No, we actually, as human beings, are these multi-sensory beings. Yes. So, you know, I may be experiencing things, you know, because I'm perceiving them. For me, it's been like through energy, how that feels. Someone else is perceiving from sounds that they're hearing. Someone else is perceiving from the way they experience light and dimensions. Someone else is experiencing things because they're coming right to their gut, you know, and that's how they feel it. Yes. And so there's these, these qualities of how we experience and how we learn that are unique to us. And so while someone may be, you know, heavily connected to how their brain works and how that intelligence and analytical part of their mind works, I can tell you that you know, there's still a balance there. While that may be a gift, there's still a balance there that's about being able to also perceive in a different way that comes more through your soul and heart or through feeling. So there's different balances, checks and balances for our systems. So all our gifts are important. They're unique to us. We can use them, but then we can also expand in this way to have more of a shift into the holistic aspect by integrating how we balance and how we use these systems together. So then we have a pretty upgraded version of our own selves, even okay. to the point, I would upgraded say even to the point version. Where, yeah. And even to the point where, you know, right now and science is really just on embarking on this frontier that we can even regenerate ourselves and grow new bodies. Mm -hmm. That's scientifically being researched right now. So if we know that those kinds of quantitative measurements are coming for us now and that science is out there looking at how to do that, that is already in existence. Now it's just a matter because we're human beings at this point of evolution in our time that we have to have proof, which we think is going to be the scientific quantitative measurements in their data to tell us, yes, it is really true. But like I had said, earlier in this conversation that you know the indigenous people they didn't have to know that it was they just lived that it was mm -hmm. yes and I was going to ask you to hit on healing but you just did and I love that you talk about things without the conventional titles you talked about the gut you talked about you know the ways that that we manifest different things and and that's healing and you, you talked about the mind, not just being about the brain, you know, and this is something that I think for me in this season of my life, I have a great appreciation for after my daughter's diagnosis, we, we, we're seeing kids, we're seeing adults with these illnesses now that science does not understand because there's no scientific proof that the body is doing what it's doing. Um, and so these are the types of things that I believe will help us get past whatever is happening from all of the energy stimulation screens global warming changes in the environment 
heat indexes. I mean, we have all of these extreme measures that are just attacking our systems at once. And we have got to get ahead of it. And just listening to the fact that you are getting a community together to synthesize all of this information, experience, and, and traditions that have really helped, as you said, indigenous, you know, me living in Hawaii has definitely made me have a different appreciation for the earth, for the land, for the environment, for all the things, because I watch how they are not dependent on the things that we're dependent on. They're dependent on their universe, their, their surroundings. Um, but you're, you're capturing all of this information and putting it into classes, workshops, um, teaching healing and organic systems, you know, things that people may know of, but don't know about and are afraid to dive in. And so now you are, you are putting that together so that, you know, they can educate themselves or you can educate them because I hate to say educate themselves. They're not alone. And so that's the thing is that it's okay to say, I want to know more, or I want to learn more. And I think we have to give ourselves permission to, to seek assistance when it comes to understanding things of that nature. Because I know even for me, I'm a believer in energy healing and all these things and holistic, but it's very intimidating because it is personal. And when you get an energy healer healer, or you embark on a relationship with someone that you want to help you along your journey, you really need to be very, I don't want to say specific, but intentional, like, you know, interview them, you know, learn about them, do the research, because as I always told everybody as a therapist, therapist is not one size fits all. They're like shoes. Just because it's your size does not mean it's going to be comfortable. It's not going to fit. You know, it may give you a blister. It may hurt, maybe too small, tight on the side. Same thing with these kind of experiences and journeys. You know, when you're in a safe space, first of all, I can just envision your, your center. And just that word alone just makes me feel safe. You know, that you're, you're in a center. Um, I had a very similar vision to yours. Um, and it's funny that you say that because then you kind of just like put a sense of, um, responsibility on me (laughs) when Mm. you said it, because, because we do, we, for visionaries, you, you get that vision early on, on what you want. And it's very specific for me. It was a woman center Mm -hmm. and it's never gone away. Our services in my mind have changed, but the theme has never gone away. And it's a safe space for women to heal, deal and grow. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we, we often, people hear the word heal and they run because they, they hear, they hear work. Mm-hmm. That's what people he- hear, but in the sense of what you're doing, it's not work, it's a lifestyle. Yes. Yes. And you know, you, you touch on a couple of really important pieces and I want to try to touch on a couple of them because they were just beautiful to, to embrace and you had mentioned about wanting to know and knowing is another way of saying we want experience. You can't really know anything until you've experienced it. Then you know it, you know. Um, the idea for me always, always has been that education is synonymous with healing. We're on, you know, a pilgrimage here. If you so, you know, if you- yeah. You, look at it like this like we come as human beings we're here we're embodied we're having this life experience life journey and you know we're we're going through it you know and and of 
course, we're here to be experiencing life. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're going to develop our systems. That's how we're going to uh, unfold wisdom. That's how we're going to impart that for other generations, if we have our own children or grandchildren or anyone we come in contact with, we have no children at all, you know, yeah. it's just that way. And this is part of that evolution that we're talking about. So that's a very intrinsic part of what we're doing with Pure Esperanza is to be able to speak it, um, live it, breathe it, and show it in different ways of our own being so that, you know, when we talk about diversity, which is now also such a, you know, specific term of what that means, but what I'm talking about is this true dynamic um, part of all of us in humanity that when we actually can begin to identify and recognize the reflections of everyone. When I say community, in my mind, that's all the human race. Mm -hmm. That's the community. It's universal. And so we now begin to mix and match and blend. And the more we have those experiences, the more synergy there is, the more connection there is. So that is a very important piece that we seek to facilitate is the connection. You know, when you talked about all those things that we're facing in this modern day age of, you know, the environment, the heat index, the, you know, the controversies that there are, whether it's racial, whether it's political, what the divides, right? All of, the fact that it's all of them, all of them, they're <laughs> all about, they're all about disconnect. Yes. All in the disconnect. And so everything moving forward as we evolve is about reconnect, yeah. <laughs> reconnect. And it's funny because it does make that full circle to so many ways that ancient indigenous people, cultures have lived. And there are some still today that still exist in that premise of how all life is interconnected and all life is literally every single cell and molecular structure that has come into a life form. So it's everything. Mm -hmm. And when we begin to have that experience, not just the knowledge, but the experience of it, and we perceive in that way, and all of us have had that, even if it's in small increments, many of us have forgotten that because we become more distracted with the external pieces, but all of us can think back to moments as a child when we had that little brief passage, even if it was little and brief, where we experienced ourselves as one with maybe a tree that we were climbing, maybe grass that we were running through, maybe the wind that we felt when we were swinging on a swing, maybe it was feeling that sand underneath our feet in the dirt, maybe it was climbing on the rocks and sitting at the very top of it, like your king of the hill, but every single one of us at some point, especially in our childhood, had that communion and that was the connection. For some of us on that spiritual path or that path of awakening, it's about remembering that not just from that was something that happened back then but it's about right now today how do I have that how do I experience those moments and they're like the in-between pocket spaces that's the dimension that we're talking about that those little pockets of consciousness are absolutely the centerpiece of our well-being 
Yes, absolutely. Um, can you tell everyone how to find you and Pure Esperanza? Yes. So for Pure Esperanza, we are at pureesperanza.org. We're really excited because we're going to be bringing a virtual reality into being to be able to connect more individuals internationally all over the world, but always still maintain that integrity of how we make that connection and then take it into the natural world as well. This is just a tool and we really look to use it as a, another tool for us in this day and age that can facilitate more opportunities for more individuals. So we're excited about that because then we'll be able to sit together in rooms and have these conversations and these experiences together as well. Um, so that you can find at purespedanza.org. And then for myself and energy medicine and healing and different classes that I myself will be conducting is at esperanza.com, esperanzasmith.com. All right, I wanna thank you so much for being here. Any last words for our audience? just like to say that wherever you are on your journey, when you embrace that in its fullness and you allow its wisdom to speak to you as to what right now you are, you always have been and what you can continue to unfold because it's not a place that you will end at. It's really doing that dance with the infinite and that encompasses those higher versions of yourself and everything that you desire in your dream to be and to be part of here on the earth today. Thank you so much. Thank All right. you. Anika, thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity and being able to speak to you. And I'm so happy to hear that um, you're bringing your services like this to everyone. It's so needed in all the different ways that we do in all the circles that we touch and interconnect with one another. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, and I'm always amazed at the work that everyone else is doing. And that's why I feel it's my responsibility to let the world know that there are answers to the unmet needs and the problems that we all face, especially as women. Um, you know, we always feel like we have to have it together. No, you don't. You just have to know how to find it. And I hope listeners that you have heard something today that you didn't already know. And I hope that you reach out um, to seek guidance and help. Reaching out and having a conversation has nothing to do with buying services or committing to anything. It has to do with educating yourself on the opportunities that are out there for you. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. Thank you, Esperanza, for being here. I look forward to doing this again. And you all, please check out uh, Pure Esperanza with Esperanza Smith. And you all know what I'm going to say. Stay powerful.